Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Paul. And this is the Hi-Fi Sci-Fi Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 22, um, Riker's Peanut Allergy. <laughs> Would have been a better show. Jean-Luc, Jordy Specs, Mysteries on the Holodecks, Asteroids, Triple Droids, Telepathic Betazoids, Transporter, Deadly Claw, Visitor from L.A. Law, Photons, No Kirk, Captain Has Gone Berserk, Shuttlecraft, Council Troy, Dr. Crush's Little Boy, Klingon Rights, Parasites, New Heights, Phaser Fights, Data's Head, Tasha's Dead, Wike is Hanging by a Thread, Celebration, Transformations, Everyone to Battle Stations! Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't decide bees or peanuts. And I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to minimize either for anybody who's allergic to either of those. But I couldn't work bees in. I think bees are funnier. But bee, yeah, bees are funnier, and both bees and peanuts are more terrifying than the actual antagonist of this episode. But uh, wow, it's first off. I think we should come out of the gates and say, uh, you know, hi. It's been a while. Uh, we've been we've been gone for a bit. Um, and this episode bears some of that blame. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> so when we set up the, the, the episodes for each season, um, we, we schedule guests in on each one. And this one, uh, boy, what, like a year ago when we were planning out this season, um, it's like, well, we'll let, leave this one blank. Maybe we'll do something weird. Maybe we'll do a clip show since this one is a clip show. Um, and then kind of got in our own heads about it, right? And yeah. then <laughs> realistically, we could have put a clip show together with our own episodes and it wouldn't have been good. It would have been like this episode. Yeah, it would have at least been as good as this episode. Yeah, probably that's, that's better. Fair. Probably, sure, we probably better. would have done better. But it, the so I have I have a piece of sound that I'll just play and we'll just get out of the way here before we actually like talk about this episode. Because is, I it, is it is it me from the preview saying that this was a weird episode? Because <laughs> I think you could go back and supercut that <laughs> in every preview of this season. But and then add an echo effect to it because that's literally like this is a clip show that's reaching so deep that it actually not only references a ton of other episodes, there are actually 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, I 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Oh, uh, sorry. So, no. Uh, this is actually the order of all the episodes. There's like, we'll yes, say a dozen. So well, I think it says, uh, so I'm reading the same part of Memory Alpha, that there's 17, 17. episodes that are seen multiple times. So, yeah, like, there's there's 20 or more cuts from 17 episodes. But they actually, wow. like, they're they're scraping this barrel so hard and coming up, like, so short to fill time because the overwhelming majority of the episode is just lifted from other episodes that they actually reuse clips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's a montage at the end right before they resolve the dumb plot of this episode, which we'll get into here in a minute. But, like, here, it speaks for itself. Seek peaceful coexistence. Set auto destruct. There's something coming! Auto destruct. Now. 
so there, I mean, like, Riker just, we get it, man. Something's got you. Like, they, I, I don't, everything that's happening in this episode is, is A, it's, you know, mumbo-jumbo, you know, weirdness, where they're just like, oh, yeah, we have to f- find the right wavelengths for the bad brain energy that scares away the f- weird parasite. Oh, man. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So this was a, supposed to be an episode. I, I think originally when it was conceived, what I what I was able to piece together is that it was actually going to be like a show on its own. Um, and then like you know, season two, we've been talking about this the whole time that there were there were huge forces at play against season two. Um, one of them was season one. <laughs> I mean, the fact that the show was already like rough. The writers' room was, you know, there were clashes there. Showrunners were changing, um, all that kind of stuff. But season two, also, you know, the writers' strike was happening, and so they're short on manpower. They're short on people. Um, they they can't, you know, row in the same direction very often. And then they get to the end of this, you know, beleaguered season, and they're just short on bucks too. Mm-hmm. And so. They basically gut, I think, whatever the script was and just say, yeah, let's find a way to do a clip show. And it's like not even a clip show, like in the traditional sense. I mean, it's almost all clips. Like a lot of clip shows try to do like flashbacks or weird like, hey, remember when? Like they don't even really try to make a narrative out of the clips they use. Well, yeah, because a lot of times clip shows are for viewers who haven't watched the show up to that point to say, hey, here's the things you missed. Right. And this is not that. This is like Riker's, Riker's weird memory show. Yeah, um, it's so strange. And, like, um, I, I I remember this episode in my mind being, you know, really bad. But I think, if anything, uh, you know, we've talked about how episodes wind up being, you know, better than you remember them or you look at them in a different light. I was actually amazed at how how my memory undersold how terrible this show uh, is. I'm right I'm right there with you. This is this is ten <laughs> ten times worse than I remember. Um, and I remembered it being horrible. Um <laughs> this, this is horrible. But but another order of magnitude. Like yeah, yeah, everything I've read up on it is that they had done some big episodes and Paramount was like, mm, <laughs> out of money, buddy. Do this one in half the cost or less. Mm-hmm. Um with 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 fewer cast, um, this this is one of the episodes that has the the smallest cast, um, the the fewest sets, um, the shooting was the shortest, mm-hmm. um, but then at the same time, it's one of the only episodes that has pretty much all the cast members in it, just not you know shot for that episode so there's a lot of these weird things that play out from it oh wow you just did a uh you did a color commentary like stunner right there where uh you, you went back to the stats uh that's yeah nice. well because this is the only episode with crusher and pulaski in it um, oh wow yeah mm-hmm. but then picard is in it yar is in it um guinan this is one of the few episodes with guinan and um yar the other one that oh. comes to mind would be yesterday's enterprise uh-huh. um just much better episode wes is that? in it Worf is in it like pretty much every character is in it yeah um yeah but but only a few of them i have new footage right right, right. the only percent new footage yeah the only actors who had to show up you know to work that day were you know jordy had to be there Riker had to be there pulaski had to be there picard had to Tar- be there and, and data and data and um and troy oh o'brien and, and o'brien and o'brien yeah so that's that's it but um i so the plot we can describe really quickly so let's just kind of get that out there uh 
So aliens, <sighs> they, they beam down to Dagobah. Um, yep, I'm with you. They've discovered Dagobah for the first time, which is nice. Um, and instead of finding Yoda's hut, uh, Riker just kicks a vine that has a bad, you know, poker thing on it. And um, he, so first off, they imply that the vine like jumps up and hits him or something when the, when Data and Jordy are back, right? Yes, because <laughs> Riker's like hmm, didn't notice anything, and it seems like he maybe would have noticed it. Yeah, the yeah. So this this vine um, supposedly like attacked him. Um, but all that's really fuzzy too, because yeah, later when they go back to find the same vine, the thing like violently reaches out for, uh, for Jordy. And yeah, you would think that he would, uh, he would have noticed that. But Paul, let me ask you a question. I, I was just about to say question, but you got there first, so go okay. for it. So you're on, a, you're the commander of a starship. You're on an away team mission and something that by your own acknowledgement, you barely notice, uh, brushes your leg. Uh, scrapes your uniform and gives you a what looks like very small cut. Uh, do you do you call timeout and have somebody come over there and, and and check you out? Like, I mean, or do you just like do you keep going? Because I thought that was a little weird. I guess was it was it already going slightly numb? I, and I think it was Jordy Maybe. pushing for it. I think Jordy was saying, "Hey, we need to get this checked out." But, um, I mean, realistically should that be a protocol <laughs> right because I mean, they yeah. talk about the fact that like this is a completely alien world with with who knows what in it that that um the fact that they don't normally use respirators uh right there's tons of things in the atmosphere of this world even mm-hmm. that are potentially dangerous um but that would be weird for the show so the fact that they're not wearing like metal greaves or something um is is yeah part of the show but part of that silliness i suppose yeah it does it does strike me as really strange that like we're the first team to ever beam down on this planet so we beam down in our space jammies the same stuff that we <laughs> yeah. wear on the ship just you think, around. yeah that's a good point like they'd at least be canvas or something a little more right sturdy right <laughs> no apparently this Denim. they're just like nope this material uh it works for everything uh we're just gonna keep uh just gonna keep going. yeah yeah well and so then we got uh, a question. Yeah. Well, okay. It's not ready for my question. I think you're getting there. Sorry. I so jumped we, the gun on it. We've got the we've got the like. Well, we better <coughs> we better get checked out. So uh, you know the doc beams down, um, and then what does she do? Because she just looks at him, and then she's like, that, "All right, back to the ship." Nasty cut. <laughs> better take you up. <laughs> And then we we take him up, and then that's where we get to, like, I don't know, the biofilters have no idea what it is. Okay, question. Yeah. Um, Could they teleport him without his leg? (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Probably? I mean, mean, why not, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can think of several reasons why not, but, I mean... I suppose, in that that is a solution to this. Uh, or could they teleport his leg, like, separately and put it in a in stasis or something, right? I mean, just, just <laughs> kind of cauter- They have tons of these things, right? Um, I guess the thing I'm picturing in my head is not from Star Trek. It's the thing that Luke's hand is in at the end of Empire. But, yeah, yeah. Um, or the jars that the heads are in from Futurama. I mean, basically sure. the same thing. But they have that technology, right? If, if, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't, I mean, here's, the second you said that, here's where my head went. I'm trying to visualize 
what that feels like to, <laughs> to just rematerialize without an appendage. Because, like, <laughs> I, that, that presents all sorts of questions, like, could it automatically cauterize when you rematerialize, or does someone just sure. have to, like, be I, That's what there? I'm imagining, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't... I don't that's, that's a weird... Now you're getting into, like, reconstructive surgery upon rematerialization, which is... Uh, the nerdiest thing that's ever been said on this podcast, I think. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to go back to the archives on that one. Well, e even if Pulaski didn't do it at that point, she starts to talk about it. it it's like, okay, this is spreading super rapidly. It's in yeah. his leg right now. But like, hey, within a while, it's going to get to his brain and kill him. And we're all like, can you stop it? She's like, mm-hmm. And at that point... Continuing her streak of being super competent. <laughs> I, at that point, that's the, the question of like, hey, if you have something that is in, in an appendage um, and it's going to kill you and we have no way to stop it, that's that's now a point where you would start to talk about amputating that appendage. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then potentially fixing it and then reattaching it, um, especially with Star Trek tech. But the fact that she's just like, well... You know, let's see where it goes. Like quite literally. Yeah, it's um you're 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 suddenly making me flash back to like some of the screens and stuff that were in the sick bay. And it is pretty damning too <laughs> that like there was a particular like laptop screen that was open that was just like, here's the crud and here's the unidentified stuff. And it's at that point when he's in the medical bay still like right below where his knee joint is like yeah yeah fully fully isolated to his leg <laughs> they're just like yeah man that's spreading pretty fast but like it's all still right here in this box <laughs> like yep it's, it's right below his knee so i mean yeah they she basically let that go until it was about ready to completely melt his brain <laughs> yeah and, and realistically even when she talks about it um she uh, the sciatic nerve she might say uh, grand sciatic nerve um, I forget what actually she says, but even at that point, like when it's in his brain, sure. Um, the, the, the 3d printing neurons is probably a little more complicated, but right. Using the replicator to 3d print him a new leg, right? If they scanned his leg, they have transporter log logs of what Riker's leg looks like. So even beyond the point that I just made that you could cut it off and try to fix it, you could just teleport him with the old leg that you have in the buffer from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But even beyond that, like a sciatic nerve is, is not complicated or, or unique, right? It, it's complicated, but it's not necessarily Riker's sciatic nerve that's, that's special. You could, with Star Trek tech, potentially 3D print him a new nerve. Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of why I think, you know, the the thing about Star Trek that is the hardest is that um, I, I really wish that transporters just weren't a thing. Sure. Uh, or they had they had more flaws or, that or they, more risks or they were yeah. more probabilistic. Yeah, because um, that technology narratively introduces all sorts of like yeah but couldn't they just scenarios um which get to be really problematic <laughs> i mean uh we've even seen a lot of those uh in season one right where they basically make a brand new picard like just from yeah they, from they nothing. fully 3d printed a picard like 3d printing a riker <laughs> leg he wouldn't even notice when you said like what would it feel like for him to to teleport in and not have his leg like having a completely new leg, it would probably feel no different, especially if it was a Riker leg. 
Yeah. You know? Right, right. It's Rik- just a Riker branded leg, DM. <laughs> <laughs> Riker legs for when you absolutely positively have to get over the back of that chair. Just <laughs> swing it right over there. Oh man, that would be a good plot point if he got a new leg and then he couldn't do that right anymore. <laughs> just banging his leg into the back of every chair on the ship. Like this doesn't doesn't work. This is not right. Um, so they also make a point to say that like the reason they can't use the regular biofilter mm-hmm. is I forget I think that Pulaski says this but maybe I'm just <laughs> laying this all at her feet um, that like it's bonded to him at a mal- molecular level or something it's like well yeah that seems right doesn't the teleporter work at a molecular level <laughs> <laughs> yeah it can't possibly sort out all these molecules that it's completely deconstructing and reassembling on the yeah, other like end of the if i had process. if i had like so, some ore for instance some iron ore could could i teleport that and and basically take the ore out of the surrounding rock like <laughs> yeah yeah that I, I i would think that the teleporter would be able to do that but yeah. Yeah. Again, this speaks to the overpowered teleporters. I think I think at some point in our podcast's life cycle, uh, we should have an episode just about the transporter. Like oh, I think man. every I think... episode that you have to rewrite if, if you use it <laughs> regularly. <laughs> if we ever get to the point where we like start fundraising to keep the show alive, we'll make that a stretch goal <laughs> or something. Because like <laughs> there's just so much that you can talk about uh, with the transporter, and I, I feel like. Uh, you know, what's weird is that like uh, in our short time with TNG, because we're really only we're two seasons out of seven in at this point. Uh, I feel like we've already stumbled upon more problems than I remember ever having in any other Star Trek episode that I've watched. Sure. Um, and I think like I, some of that has to do with the deep dives that we're doing on this. And some of this has to do with like the next generation just was still figuring out everything. Right. Like it was still figuring out what the rules yeah, were. Yeah, the teleporter's new. Yeah, yeah, the replicators knew. We've already seen them talk about it in very different ways. And they um, used it on the original series, you know, but, like, I, I mean, the stuff they did with that was just goofy. And I think this, TNG was the first, like, I think series to really honestly try to, like, put some sort of, like, map out there for, like, this is how a transporter kind of works. Sure. Yeah, um, no, replicator is the thing that gets really tricky. Yes. Because of the 3D printing aspect. Right. Because um, it's literally converting energy straight into matter. That would be a fun um, That would be a fun thing for listeners, though. Like, just in your everyday job, if you had access to a transporter, what would you, what would you, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do in your job that's super menial, that, like, isn't important, but it would make your job that much easier? Like, oh, maybe work at a, an iron smelting plant, and <laughs> you'd just take that ore out without smelting it. Right, right. Yeah, there's... Um... Foundry? That's what it... A foundry. Wow, <laughs> iron smelting plant. We're 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 uh, we're getting a little bit beyond our depth here. Uh, sure. <laughs> so let's bring it back to <laughs> let's bring it back to twenty fourth century tech. Um, so we got Riker, and uh, he's in the he's in the he's in the med bay. Um, Deanna Troy gets brought in <laughs> at some yep. point, uh, and she's there to like I guess make him feel better, and then that's like right where he like passes out. Yeah, so he's talking to Troy, and then he's like, "Hey, this thing can't take." Oh, I'm I'm asleep. <laughs> and then that's and the rest of the episode is like, basically, it's a buddy film with like, uh, with Pulaski just wrenching on him, and then uh, Deanna Troy being his like bridge back or translator or something. Question. Sure. Um, 
Troy and Riker can communicate telepathically. Um, yes. Why did they? Why did they need to like randomly create dreams or whatever? Couldn't she just go into his head and be like, "Yo, just like <laughs> we need you to feel negative things." So I'm going to tell you, you're a bad person. <laughs> right? I mean, couldn't that be a way to finish this too sure sure and if you didn't have to fill 45 minutes with a bunch of recycled garbage <laughs> clips that's probably the more efficient way to go about it but uh instead they're just like make him feel the feels randomly we'll... right she's just like well maybe if we shock his brain that'll work yeah that, that's effectively the line um i think that's a that's a true to um spirit paraphrasing of her take on what they're doing at the start yeah I'm going to I'm going to put out this as a uh previously I think unknown or or at least unstated fan theory. I, I don't think I've seen this. Oh, I have one about this too. I have one about this episode. So I here, hope they're I hope they're not the same. <laughs> I hope not too. Mine has to do with Dr. Pulaski. Mine does too. Oh no. Uh okay, so here's Should we just say them at on 3? <laughs> one. Um, one two, uh, yeah. 3. Pulaski is not real. Not real. Yeah, she's oh, not real. Oh, she's not real, real. No, I was just going to say she's not a real doctor. Total, she's she's a false memory in, in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> so every, okay. th that this event happens and that he is treated by a doctor, but that none of the things she has done have actually happened. They're all Riker false memories of her in those situations. Mm. Okay, okay. The, uh, the so only... you're just saying she's around, but she's not a real doctor, which... I like that too. <laughs> so here's here's my here's my justification for this, right? Um, so Dr. Pulaski appears in season two as the replacement for Dr. Beverly Crusher. Um, during the the course of the season, she is put in situations where she needs to display basic medical competencies that she regularly kind of like fails at. Um, and then when we're back in season three, there is no mention of her uh, at all and Crusher is back, she's essentially swept under the rug. I think what happened is after this experiment, right, where the the second in command of the starship, the bridge officer of the flagship of the Starfleet uh, entirely, you know, the, the, of, of, of the entire United Federation of Planets, he is stuck in the leg and it has some crud. And instead of amputating the leg... Or, you know, doing, doing whatever... any of these things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lets the infection spread to his brain, and her treatment of that is to jam electrodes into his brain and start randomly shocking him to watch the wavelengths change. Uh, and I think after this, they did some checking and realized that, like, she got her medical degree at whatever the you know, 24th equivalence of Dr. Nick Riviera's <laughs> Nick discount. Nick Riviera was what I was going to yeah. <laughs> medical college, right? Like, it's, you know, she just mailed away for it. And and I think they that controversy would have been so great, I think they swept it under the rug, and they talked Crusher into coming back. That's, oh, man. I like that one, too. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I love that we both came up with weird conspiracy theories about about Pulaski. Um, I think mine makes sense too. That the idea that that this happens and he's treated by some random doctor, mm -hmm. um, and all the times and, and even some of these episodes that have happened um, are are dreams. The Riker's dreams, and and they are even saying like, "Well, we're making him dream." Um, like anytime you recall a memory or anytime you dream, right? Your dreams are not literal as they happened. 
um, that he's he's inserting things, and this thing that he's holding on to is this this figment that he has created, which is Pulaski, um, <laughs> that has appeared in some of these memories, and and a lot of these things that have happened, um, where she just shows up here and there, um, are tied to really uh, um, strong things from his past, like the child, right? Th- yeah. That that's potentially all a dream too. That that whole thing is fabricated, man. Um, that that uh, potentially huge parts of season one and season two are all this sort of Riker fever dream, but the the thing that is the largest untruth about them is Pulaski, who does not actually even exist, and that's why she's never talked about again. No one ever references her. No one says like, "Hey, what do you think she's doing?" Because no one else has ever met her. <laughs> I like the season eight episode that they never made. Uh, that would have been him just reconciling all of his weird memories of a person. Oh man, that wouldn't exist. that? Wouldn't yeah? That that would be a great episode where he's like, "Hey, I wonder what did happen to Doctor Pulaski." Yeah, like who? And then then they're all like, "Who?" And then he goes on this. Yeah, he's like, "Whoa, I think everybody has had their memory erased." And he goes on this huge hunt for like who erased everybody else's memory, and then finally realizes <laughs> that it was his false memory. And that she never existed. That would be a great season eight episode. That's, uh, wow. Okay, that's another stretch goal then, I guess, <laughs> is we need to get that script out there. Wow. Okay, nice. That's... But I both, I, we could both agree she did a horrible job at this. Well, and I, what's funny is either of those are better alternatives than her just being a really bad person <laughs> for the entirety of season two. <laughs> well, she also comes up with the solution of like, I guess we should maybe zap it with electricity once it's in the brain. Like, yeah, uh, the sciatic nerve is also a nerve that responds to to electricity. Like, <laughs> was that not on the table as something that might have stopped it earlier? Couldn't you like, have done this is when it was still in his it? leg? Yeah. Is this something that moved from him? Is it still in his sciatic nerve? Right? Is it still in the cut on his leg? Or did, did it move like a singular entity? Um, or did it move like they were describing and that it was doubling and, 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 and growing? Yeah. Um, Right? Did killing it in the brain, like, did those brain chemicals that really should not have left the blood-brain barrier make it down to his leg to kill the thing? <laughs> you know, these questions would be great to answer in an episode that was worthy of them. Uh, but oh, man. this episode... Man. Oh, oh my gosh. Speaking of the, the neurochemistry of this, right? Uh-huh. They're, they're like, oh, we need to have him, like, have memories or something. That does endorphins i think they toss around endorphins a lot and then at a certain point oh but we need the bad ones we need the bad the negative uh, endorphins or whatever and at that point like instead of being like let's have him remember more bad things couldn't they just be like oh let's synthesize some like dopamine or, or whatever neurotransmitter you're talking about um like the brain is not creating Things that they don't know about. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Presumably, <laughs> um, especially in the 24th century. Right. Yeah. But none of those chemical compounds are, for a replicator are, are unsynthesizable. If you're starting to talk about like dilithium and things you've made up, sure. Um, but if you're talking about neurotransmitters, like <laughs> we know about those, he's mm-hmm. not creating new ones. These ones that he's creating aren't new to science. Right. Um, they could just inject his leg with some. You know, I'm, I'm using dopamine, GABA or norepinephrine, whatever it is, the one that, that is killing this. Like, yeah, again, it's, yeah. A, it's a sort of weak scaffolding when they get to these <laughs> types of questions. Well, and I think, um, you know, that if you look at uh, the memory alpha write up of this episode, um, it's the shortest one I've ever seen. 
Oh yeah, it's just like Act Three, whole <laughs> bunch of whole bunch of clips. Act Four, some more dreams. <laughs> <laughs> because we're we're basically in the like ten minutes that we've probably been talking about just the plot of the episode. Uh, we've covered literally everything that there is there, um, and, and it's oh yeah, pretty much because it's. Uh, I want to talk about these clips a little bit too, because I mean, obviously, the clips they're using as a vehicle to represent his emotional state, oh, which yeah. is having uh, an effect, either positive or negative, on the organism. Um, but I mean, those clips just go on forever. I mean, I, like I had a I had a weird disconnect while watching this the first time again, very similar to like the expectation I had for my youth. Uh-huh. In that, I think I both simultaneously remembered this having more clips, um, <laughs> okay. but also underestimated how many clips were in here. Mm. Um, Sneaks up that on like, I, I remember there being almost no scaffolding, like all this extra stuff with the leg and all that. I don't remember at all. I remember it being all clips, but I also, while watching it, was like, wow, this is a lot of clips. So I, I don't know where that puts <laughs> my expectations, but. They use these oddly. So I just did a count that there are, there, there, as you pointed out earlier, there were 17 episodes that they drew from. Some of them they used multiple times, which means they used a total of 36 individual <laughs> clips. Uh, and there's only been, what, 48? This is the 48th episode? This is the 48th, yeah. And they're pulling from 17? <laughs> so they're like <laughs> yep. about, about a one in four shot here. One in three. <laughs> Um, one in three shot on having an episode included. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, they're they're even going outside of the TNG franchise because right before the last collection of clips, um, they sneak in uh, the Genesis Wave like demo from Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. I, yeah, I read about that. Did you catch that? <laughs> I, I did, did not catch that. I did. Yeah. Oh it was, man, it was brief, but it was there. It's basically just the it's the shot where the torpedo hits the lifeless planet and then starts the, the oh. remake process. So it's pretty like I see why they used it because it's kind of abstract. Um and and in there it would just be like, well that was weird, but whatever. Um So um I've got another extension um that I kind of forgot about and just remembered while I was looking at my notes, an extension of my crazy fan theory. Yes. Um, so one of the buttons on that machine that they're using to like create memories and stuff, um, yeah. all the buttons are, are, have names. One of the names of one of the buttons is Icarus. Um, I'm not kidding. You can go back, find a screen of it. Okay. Um, and the fact that that is Icarus, right? If we're saying that Pulaski is something that got created in his mind, um, the episode, the Icarus factor, uh, is one where she features pretty prominently, <laughs> Um, and his father is also in it, <laughs> but in that, that fan, uh, sort of theory, Riker's father never comes back, right? He never gets talked about again, realistically, I don't think. Mm-mm. Um, he could also be a figment of his imagination <laughs> that like, because his mother died when he was very young, maybe both his parents died. <laughs> and like, this is, a, 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 again, a sort of dream that is entwined with this Pulaskiism. Um, 
and, and he saw the word Icarus, and then it was somehow <laughs> this Icarus factor, right? I don't know how that ties in. You know, make it work, but... <laughs> I, I like the idea that some, at some point, some mystery doctor, who we don't know who it really is, according to this fan theory, uh, hits accidentally hits the Icarus button, and it just floods his brain with all He's of like, that stuff. And then he gets the, the memory of the episode, the Icarus Factor. I think that makes perfect sense. I just want to be there at the Starfleet uh, design and, and research facility where they put that uh, machine together. And I was like, what does this button do? Oh, just in case it's ever plugged into some guy's brain, it makes him think he has a dad. <laughs> we'll call that the Icarus Factor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay yeah no that's it, it, see layers the more you the more you so many that, yeah it's an onion it, it just keeps going and um, then it makes you cry when you cut it open <laughs> so we uh we get to the his, his blanket could i just say that his blanket is both both it looks really pretty good but also really dumb oh yeah to... yeah well it looks like uh it looks like curtains that would be up in a fortune teller's place Ooh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> it's I'll really like, it's it's uh, it's an odd color. It's very purple, uh, and then it's like uh, the material, the beads or whatever that are on it are like shimmery enough so that it would catch like like the facets would light up. Kind of looks like the coats that the oh, what was the one the species that were terrorists that um that Troy's mom caught oh. the coats that they were wearing right the long capes. The fish people? Uh, oh, yeah, the fish people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does kind of, actually. Well, they maybe left them behind when they, <laughs> they carted them <laughs> when off they to took jail. them off to Space Jam. Um, so, I I mean, as far as the plot goes, that's it. The uh, They find the right, you know, memories that make the parasite go ow. Uh, and then apparently some, some chemicals leave the blood brain barrier or something, <laughs> and it completely flushes it out of his Ugh. out of his body. Uh, and, uh, that's it. They've... Well, then he wakes up, like, he's been heavily sedated, and they yeah. talked about the fact that he's sedated, and he's just like, hey, how's it going? I'm awake now. <laughs> yeah. I'm awake. I guess those things are dead so I could wake up. Yep. Not like, yeah. Hmm. Well, and then, um, he's not only awake, but he's also, like, he's cracking pretty, some pretty jokes. Lucid. Yeah, pretty lucid. <laughs> he's, uh, um, you know, he's, he makes the joke of, uh, you know, I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard, of which I would have expected at this point because I expect like the unexpected when Dr. Catherine Pulaski is involved. I would have expected her to take him at his word and just jam his brain full of electro whatever <laughs> stimulants again and just shock him until he says the right thing. Because um, she's a quack, man. She's a quack. She's either not real or she's a quack. I'm just... We, we've yeah, I mean, I think we both have plausible theories. <laughs> but... But that's it. Then they, ha, 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 here we go. And then the Enterprise, uh, you know, goes off. It ends off. abruptly, yeah. And, oh, and abruptly. that's that's not only the conclusion to this episode. That is the conclusion the season. to season two. <laughs> and I well, you know, oh, sorry. Speaking to Pulaski, that just reminded me of another thing. Like, she gives a medical log. She says, they're talking with Troy, and she says, like, how long does he have? And she's like, mm, maybe a half hour tops. And then they cut to commercial, and... Um, come back and she's like medical log <laughs> he's like i only have a half an hour to save him but i'm gonna do this cut to camera and talk about it for a while <laughs> <laughs> this is time i could be using saving my patient but instead dear diary could, could maybe do this medical log later but uh, you know yeah. i've got a half hour 
Uh, she wanted to make sure all of it was uh, recorded for, for posterity. <laughs> for the impending trial. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so the impact of this episode, I want to I talk about this because... Um, if you, th- I, I, I've been thinking about this ever since I watched it again. Um, if this happened today, right? Like if Stranger Things two ended like this, uh, would there be Stranger Things three? <laughs> like, I mean, this is the Boy. kind of crap that kills a modern show. I think maybe. I, yeah, I mean, you don't want to leave a taste like this in the view, like the the viewers' mouths, right? Like, yeah. You'd watch this and be like, hmm, can't wait for that show to come back, I guess. Yeah, it would have, uh, this would have been the uh, July 17th, 1989 was when this thing was just dumped out of a rolling vehicle. Well, I guess that's a good question because, yeah, I forget that these are much longer seasons. Um, Yeah. Was three already, three might have already been shooting or at least in the preliminary stages of writing. Um, Because three would start in the fall, right? Yeah, that's a tough thing to answer uh, because traditionally, yeah. Um, but also, I think the thing that that saved this a little bit was that um, it wasn't it wasn't a network show, right? Like this is the this gets into the weird like way this show was distributed, but it was it was in syndication, which means you know your individual TV station in your market paid for it. And so it wasn't a it wasn't a major broadcast show. So Paramount produced and just sold it to whoever would buy it. Um, I think that maybe helped because Paramount wanted to keep this going. Uh, Star Trek has been their cash cow for a while, and I think they were able to to write it out. And also, I mean, not only did the show like survive, we'll talk about this when we start season three. Like it came back as almost a different show. Like well, and that's, what I, that's what I love about my theory that like everything up to this point is potentially a a dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. any bad episode is potentially a Riker dream. Yeah, um, that there were some things that actually happened, but a bunch of these are just weird weird Riker dreams. Yeah. Um, could I also say some of the um, some of the flashbacks, even when you start to get into the fact that these should be memories, um, are of things that he wouldn't have experienced. <laughs> <laughs> That's which, which, which speaks to the fact that this is more likely a, a dream he is having than a memory because like he has memories of people talking about things on the bridge when he wasn't there um, yeah. yep. so like if he is actively perceiving that in that moment then that's not real. This is <laughs> that's this is where not something that is a memory. It is something that he has fabricated. This is where I can. Would... I'm going to drop in a specific scene from a recent Rick and Morty episode. Uh, <laughs> that's going to explain this absolutely. That it's uh, from Morty's Mind Blowers. When, oh when boy, yeah, there we go. Morty <laughs> makes the exact same observation about his own memories. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's real. Um, sometimes, sometimes I got to do a little editing, you know, uh, yep. to make these make sense. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I also just looked at the air dates. Yeah, there's only a two month window there. They would have definitely have already sold a season three. Yeah, September um, September twenty fifth, nineteen eighty nine was when. Uh, Evolution, the pilot yep. of season three, aired July seventeenth. Right. Such a better episode. Oh yeah, and and um, and then it goes right into it. Instance of Command, the Survivor. I love the Survivors. Who watches the Watchers? Yep. Um, the Enemy, the Defector. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yesterday's Enterprise is fifteen episodes away. Yes. Um, yep. So we're getting we're we're <laughs> this episode is I think 
<clears throat> rock bottom, right? Like this is this is it. This is the basement. This is this is the as low as you can possibly go. Uh, I, I think for now, but sure, yeah, I'll give you that. Well, <laughs> I mean, least, and certainly as a group of episodes, yes, right. as a trajectory, right? I think there are still episodes that are maybe worse than this, but not. No. Really? Well, okay, that's a that's a bold statement. Um, <laughs> that's a very bold statement. <laughs> I would really, really have to think about it. Yeah. But I would definitely say this is at least among a group of episodes that are very bad. Yeah. The, this may win. <laughs> sure. The, uh, the person who was the showrunner at the time uh, basically said it was a piece of uh, poo. Uh, he didn't say poo. Um he, he terrible, just terrible. Uh, he was on his way out the door. That's the, all he could say about it. Uh, clearly meant to save money. Um, you know, basically anybody associated with it who has anything to say about it is is it's basically. I'll I'll give you this. There might be there's an episode that I can think of off the top of my head that's not a TNG episode. It's a Star Trek episode. Uh, there's one in Star Trek Voyager that is probably of this caliber, and it's the uh, Warp 10 Space Salamander episode. Warp 10 Space. That sounds vaguely familiar. It's an episode um, called Threshold. Brannon Threshold, Braga okay. apparently has apologized for it on record uh, multiple times. Um, I'm pulling up. Once I have a screen cap, then... Oh, yeah. 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 But even... Yeah. The, I'm going to say this. Even that episode, while terrible was at least terrible on its own merits. Um, this episode is just terrible sure. because it's it's not an episode. Like, it's not even trying to be an episode. Yeah, I mean, that episode was at least trying something. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> didn't it didn't work. work. Yeah. It didn't work, yeah. yeah. But this one but. is not even trying. This one's just mailing it in at that point. Um, I, yeah, that one was weird. That one was very much, um, if I'm remembering it right, it's been a while since I've seen that one, but like... It was very, um, uh, like, the stuff with Deep Space Nine and the, the Emissary or, like, um, in Farscape, right, the wormhole aliens. Um, any any of those situations where you have things that are outside of normal space. Was that how that played out? No, it's this is it's not a Voyager the, podcast, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just say it's a bad episode. It's a bad episode, yeah. Um, so, I, so, Paul, this episode nearly killed the podcast it probably nearly killed the show but yet somehow it survived uh you know now that we i never thought i I, well i thought we would get here but i never i didn't realize we would ever actually get here and be able to be looking ahead and see a bunch of episodes that i really like actually want to watch yeah (laughs) i really like i am so pumped for in the next 15 episodes yeah i think like (laughs) maybe three of them are in my like list the list I would have to seriously consider to make a top ten of mm-hmm. all of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that those would make it, but they would be in that first cut. Trying would to be make in that consideration. List. Yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe more than that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. I mean, it just it, that's why I said like you know, I think this is where old TNG just dies, right? Like this is where it, it just you know TNG as we know it you know, the first season, the second season, up till now, it's Riker on that bio bed, but it didn't make it, you <laughs> yep. know, it's, yep. it's now we're firing out out of a torpedo, uh, into a sun. And when it, when it comes back, uh, you know, Michael Piller is, is basically going to take over as showrunner. Um, 
We'll be talking about him a lot more as we watch some of those seasons. Guy does such a good job. He was literally brought in for like season three, I believe, just to like write the ship. And he did such a good job. He They beg him to stick around, probably drive a giant pile of cash to his house. Um, yeah, and yeah. he's instrumental in the rest of Star Trek The Next Generation and in the creation of Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah, it's just, as you keep scrolling down, right, you start to get a lot more names that are just familiar, right? Yeah. The Michael Pillar, the more Ron Moore, Ronald, Ronald D. Moore. Yep. Um, see Rick Berman showing up more and more. Yep. Um, you got Brandon Braga in there, um, even uh, Rene Echevarria. Um, so, yep. I mean, these are, these are people who... Um, they're going to be synonymous. Uh, in fact, I see with season four, I, I, I see Iris Stephen Bear pop up, who is uh, mm, yeah, um, nice. another instrumental person. Actually, he's in a season three episode, too. Um, oh, wow. Teleplay by he wrote yesterday's Enterprise. I did not know that. Um, really? oh, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, the people who huh. who make TNG what it becomes and Trek in Trek's golden age, what it is are taking over after this pile of dung like this this is the thing that finally just like cleans house paramount apparently figures out how to uh chase the people out who are just messing stuff up and put people in place who are actually going to make a show out of this um and i'm pretty pumped like i gotta say i'm 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 very excited like as as painful as this episode was to watch again which i mean i think I watched it three times. I mean, <laughs> I watched it twice, uh, and both times I was playing 3DS. But like, I watched it. I mean, I was there. Um, Are we playing the uh, 3DS, um, a TNG tie-in, the Ensigns of Command. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> um, but I, I mean, think that would make a good video game title. But we're uh, we're we're there, Paul. We're we made it. Season yeah. one, season two. That's it. So next up, I think, are we going to do one of our, our recap episodes for the next episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we will still have a, a normal break between seasons, mm-hmm. um, but a, an expected break, right? The break yeah. of this episode was trying to figure out this episode. Um, yeah, a normal break, but probably with some uh, probably with some extra stuff in there, the, the mm-hmm. sort of recap of this horrible, horrible season. Um, I would also like to throw out there, Paul. Uh, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna do this here before we do our recap episode, which should be coming soon. Um, at some point, we should talk Discovery. At some sure. point, we should. Yeah. You need to watch Discovery. Like that's yeah. Maybe maybe we should have that as homework for our listeners. <laughs> watch some Discovery. Because um, I don't think we're gonna I, I do will... we're not gonna do the same treatment that we've done to TNG. We're not gonna go episode by episode, but I think we are going to bring up Discovery at some point. I I'll toss it out there that that in in terms of some of these extra things that we can include between seasons, I would not mind doing a um a a treatment like this for the first episode or two of Discovery, just to say, hey, what is this like? What is it? You know. Sure. That would that would be a good uh, thing to toss out there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, we're gonna this episode will be on the interwebs soon. Uh, I would say probably by the week after Turkey Day. So I'm gonna say sometime either on the 28th is Tuesday our normal posting day or is it Thursday? <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, We'll say this one. We'll figure we'll, it in post. You know, you're, you'll be listening post. to this on on the 28th. We'll try to get or a preview for it. But I guess this one, boy. I, oh man, I cannot wait to listen to the preview for this episode. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll do a recap episode and then we'll talk about what season three looks like. But uh, it is nice to be recording a show again. I think that's all I can bear talking about this particular episode. Paul, do you have anything else before we call it a call it a day? I mean, it, it, I would love to also come back and, and talk to some of our guests about Pulaski and what we thought of her in retrospect. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like it is, right? It's the like... Um, it's that whole idea. We should almost like Sarah McLaughlin, right? We need the <laughs> I will remember you. Um, like, goodbye, Pulaski. Yeah, um, she's in the arms of the angels now. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost, I mean, if, if she is a figment, right? She's like one of those negative memories that he's using to beat the disease. And like, yeah. and she's screaming like, remember me, <laughs> remember me. Which is also the name of another episode, which will come up later. It's not a very good one, uh, but it has Dr. Crusher in it. Whoa, wait, whoa, what's going on here? This is, that, I like that episode, but well, I guess we'll see if I like it once I watch it again. So yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But Uh, Until next time and until the recap episode, I'm Jason. And I'm Paul. And watch out for those those weird jungle vines. We didn't even talk about the fact that it's supposed to be like a virus and a bacteria at the same time. We didn't. But also a microbe. I mean, I guess we'll just leave them with that. (laughs) Have have that one, listeners. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) 